On today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling, Joe and I will be talking about the Royal Rumble from last weekend. I thoroughly enjoyed the show, at least three of the matches on it, uh, and things that happened in the main event. The other two matches uh, we're probably going to go over very quickly. I don't know, unless we want to bitch a lot today. Kind of depends on our mood. Uh, and then weekly recap. We'll go. There's there. I mean, for news, there's not really a whole lot of news that came out this week. Uh, so like any of all of the news that came out kind of got explained on weekly television. So we're going to talk about it then. Um, Smackdown will be quick because it happened before the Rumble and we're going to talk about the Rumble first. Uh, and then really like the, the other really good show this week was Raw. NXT was meh and Dynamite was also kind of meh with good matches. So, I don't know. We'll see. Might be a quick show. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT WrestlePod. Joe, you ready to go? Yeah. Oh, let's go. Welcome into episode 91 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan, and I'm joined by Joe, and we're going to start right off with the Royal Rumble premium live event from last weekend because there wasn't really any news from this week, at least that I saw, none that Joe saw. There might have been some news, but nothing super noteworthy that matters all that much. So getting right into the Rumble, Joe, signs. Did you have any signs? All right. I got my favorite sign that I'm going to start I th- with. I think I know what it is. There was I only had two signs, and one of them was really good. I have two signs, so I'm going to start with one. My favorite sign <laughs> was a sign that said Tribal Queef. Yeah. <laughs> and this it was, guy... Was, it was so predominant throughout the entire show. <laughs> well, yeah, because he... like. So first off, he was right behind him when he was coming down the ramp. Yep. And then as whenever he walked around the outside, the guy was walking around the, the audience uh, with that sign. And it was hilarious. Yeah. And then, he, and then I was watching TikTok like the next day and the guy got kicked out. There, there was a TikTok of uh, he was taking his own TikTok like, I don't know why these guys are kicking me out. Uh, and security <laughs> was like roughing him up on the way out. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I guess you just can't bring whatever sign you want in to a WWE show anymore. That sucks. <laughs> I need to make sure that when I go to SmackDown in a month that I don't do that <laughs> because I definitely would bring in something that would make fun of Roman Reigns. Yeah. Especially the big old piece of shit that he is now. Yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll get to that. Uh, the only other sign I had uh, just said Raw deserves a working champion. It was just something I oh, that's agreed fair. with. Uh, Raw doesn't really have a main champion right now. Because, yeah. I mean, Roman is on 
raw sometimes. Yep. Sometimes. But, uh, I mean, my other sign. Oh, sorry. Go. I was going to say, ahead. like, uh, I, I just would really like them to split the titles up, but I don't think they're doing that anymore. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll get to that. I, I heard there were some very specifically chosen words that were said on television this week that make me think that they are not splitting the titles up. I th- yeah, I, I heard those and I thought so too. But I don't know. We could somehow get there. All right. Those were my only two signs. Wait, what? you didn't say your other one. Oh, <laughs> it said <laughs> Seth. It said Seth shops in Becky's closet, or it said Beck's closet, and I was like, Heh. "Yeah, he does." His wardrobe is ridiculous, <laughs> and so was hers, like a couple months ago. Yeah, I'm glad she's kind of toned it down and not done the crazy shit anymore. Yeah, it was just the craziest poop, man. Um, but yeah, we we started the show with the most genuine moment. I don't know if you saw Joe, but this was. Not told to the announcers, Corey yeah, Graves and Michael Cole. Uh, Pat McAfee returned to announce with Cole and Graves at the Rumble, and I can't, I couldn't help but like continue to watch that video over and over of him returning at the Rumble. It made but me so happy. Michael Cole's reaction was, yeah, he, so yeah. heartwarming. Knowing, yeah. knowing that it what that they didn't know that it was coming. Yeah, and he was like, I just FaceTimed you this morning. You didn't tell me anything about this. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Pat McAfee is the GOAT. Uh, we called it that he was going to return, but we we couldn't have prepared ourselves enough, you know? Couldn't, couldn't have prepared for him returning and just commentating. I, I we, we talked about last week of the possibility of him coming into the Rumble while Wade Barrett was on commentary. <laughs> Yep. Or like those two being number one and two, which would have yeah. been funny as shit. Um, that clearly didn't happen. Wade Barrett was nowhere to be found on the show. Thank God, because Bianca Belair was on this show. So um, <laughs> we would have had to listen to that all night. It was just McAfee being put in there. I actually hope that they stick with that three-man team for, for premium for- live events. Yeah. Because that would be incredible. And hopefully Wade Barrett's done on SmackDown. I don't care if Wade Barrett goes to goes to NXT because I like him on NXT. I except that he yeah, was a creep. I quite honestly, I think he's better than Booker T on announcing. So yeah. I, I'd be fine with it. Like it's not that Wade Barrett's terrible. It's just that Pat McAfee is that much better, and him and him and Cole work so great together. Yeah. Um. Well, then let's get right into it. The first match. The first match and the first contestant. The men's Royal Rumble match. Yeah. So as soon as were... this, as soon as this match, like I saw that this match was first, I was like, oh fuck, Rock is coming back. I said Roman Roman is is the is the uh Roman versus Kevin's is the main event. Sorry. Um and Rock is gonna be there. That's immediately what I thought. And the rumors were swirling online for the same thing. I had to stay off Twitter. I the, I don't think our account tweeted all night on Saturday. Uh, other than like maybe before the rumble, I had to stay offline because there were so many things getting leaked or rumored and things like that. Um, none of none of which ended up being true. <laughs> some of some of them ended up being true. Uh, specifically, the number thirty entrant in the women's rumble. Not like that really mattered. Gross. Um, but I just because like I was seeing stuff like that, I didn't want anything else to get spoiled to me. 
And I did see some stuff online that was heavily rumoring The Rock being there. So I just kind of wanted to stay off of Twitter for the night and just let myself be surprised. So um, before the Rumble match started, they or I guess it was it was. Yeah, it was during the pre-show. They showed the graphic of who all was going to be in the Rumble. They had 27 men announced for the Royal Rumble. So only three spots were open for surprises. And those surprises ended up being, uh, let's see here. King Booker. Yeah, Booker T. I was just trying to think of, oh, okay. So yeah, it was Booker T. I, I know I wrote down, so it was Booker T at some number, Edge at 24, and Logan Paul at 29. Unbelievable. There's no way he... Like I was sitting there and like dumbfounded that he was cleared to return. His injury apparently wasn't as bad as as he originally said. Be. Yeah, he as he made it out to be. Yeah, uh, they they had said that it was like a torn what ACL, MCL, and meniscus, which is like that was like I think the Seth Rollins injury from 2015, and yeah. he was out from. I don't know, September time or September, October time frame until money in the bank the next year. So until June the next year. Yeah. It's like a solid nine months, nine or 10 months. But yeah, I guess it wasn't as bad as everyone was as like they were making it out to be. So we got Logan Paul back and some direction for him going into WrestleMania, it seems. Uh, well, we can get into that during Monday Night Raw, some of the big storylines for this match. Um, so we had Gunther and Sheamus at number one and two. Um, let's see. We had a funny moment from the New Day. We can just kind of get into all of it, but I'll just recap like all the big moments here, like the New Day thing and Kofi spot, uh, Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, um, the banger, the banger bros. And Pat McAfee calling them the banger or that like them dancing around saying banger bros the whole time. Um, Sami Zayn not being in the rumble judgment day and edge Beth Phoenix being there. Cody at number 30. Uh, it was uh, the Mysterios. Oh, and the, and then the uh, Logan Paul ricochet spot, probably yeah. the biggest stuff here in the rumble. So, or do you want to spin a Rooney? You forgot about the spin a Rooney. Mm, yes, the spin a Rooney. So Booker T was in the Rumble because it was in San Antonio, his hometown. Uh, classic Booker T didn't win the Rumble because it was in his hometown. We all knew that was going to happen. Yeah, no, everybody knows nobody wins in their hometown. Yeah, as soon as Booker T entered, I was like, he's definitely not winning. <laughs> yeah, if oh, it hadn't oh, been, oh, if it if it hadn't been in San Antonio, <laughs> I would have given him a I would have given him a puncher's chance. Yeah. <laughs> um so where do you want to start i don't want to start with with gunther's and incredible performance in the royal rumble okay gunther entered at number one i shit i i have all shit? The, no <laughs> that was me saying shit that was i pause and then me exclaiming the word shit not me saying i took a shit anyways oh, took a shit um out. yeah i I have all my notes from like who had what numbers for the the basically the Royal Rumble lucky numbers for our predictions contest. 
but I do have like everyone, like the number of eliminations that everyone got. I think Gunther was tied for first with yeah. I think he got Cody. Like- no, five five eliminations was the most, and I know Cody got five, and I think Gunther got five. Yeah, something like that. But Gunther entered at number one and was the last person eliminated. So he lasted. Obviously, he was the Iron Man in the match, and he broke the record for longest time in a Royal Rumble. And so you could look at it two different ways. You have Rey Mysterio from 2006 lasting like 62 minutes and I think 12 seconds. And then also Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan back then went the whole way in the greatest Royal Rumble. And that and he lasted like 67 minutes. Gunther outlasted both of those and is now the sole owner of longest tenure in any kind of Royal Rumble match. And it was like 72 minutes or something like that. So apparently, uh, apparently the greatest Royal Rumble is not looked at as canon. No, no, it's so, not. So no, nobody, nobody accepts yeah, well, that as be- before. Before last Saturday, they still were saying like Rey Mysterio is the person who lasted the longest in a Royal yeah. Rumble match. Yeah, Rey Mysterio lasts way longer than I I could last. Yeah, yeah. Not, I la- not, I like, during, not during this Rumble. But... I do like all the memes. It was like. Um... <laughs> It was like it, it. This this is more of a women's rumble thing, but it ties into what we're talking about. It was like a meme of uh, how long I think I last, and it was a picture of Rhea Ripley, and then it was like how long I actually last, and it was a picture of Chelsea Green. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was in there for like five seconds. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, and that was all on the ramp because yeah. the ramp was a mile long. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, Gunther's. Could Gunther's you imagine Undertaker entering on that ramp? No, I don't want to. <laughs> if if Undertaker had to do that, he would have to enter at like one, two, or thirty. He would enter at one, and then he would then uh, he would be the winner because he would have just made it to the ramp by the time by the time the match was almost over, or just well, made it to the ring. They wouldn't start the match until both one and two were in the ring. Okay, that's fair. I was saying he has to be one, two, or thirty because if he entered at any other number, somebody would pass him as he was still making his entrance. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> um, yeah, Gunther Gunther made it to the final two um, with Cody. If you didn't know by now, Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble. Good, uh, good for you, Cody. And I think my favorite my favorite part of this match, it's not it, it like obviously once. Uh, we all predicted Cody Rhodes to win the match and there wasn't really anyone else in the match that I could feasibly see winning the rumble by the time we got down to like the last, I don't know, 10 people. I'm going to go ahead and make a way too early prediction for next year's Royal rumble. Ooh, Gunther wins the Royal rumble. Mm, I'm going to say no. Okay. That's your, uh, that's your prerogative. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say no. I, I don't. I just don't see it. I don't think. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna pull the trigger on Gunther like that. Okay. I do. Th- I do think Gunther's gonna break the longest Intercontinental Championship reign thing, though. Yeah. Honky Tonk Man's record. But um, my my favorite thing from this match, even knowing that Cody Rhodes was gonna win the Royal Rumble, especially by the time they got down to the final two, was when they got to the final two 
they had a a mini match within the match. Yeah. Which I love though. Like it takes you back to the um the other really good one was 2007 when it was Taker and Shawn Michaels were the final two. And they had like a 10 minute mini match within the match. And it's like highly regarded as one of the best rumbles ever because of that reason, or maybe not one of the best ever, but like a very good rumble because of that. And I, I feel like I see this one going down in the same sense. Like dude, people, people hated this match. I don't know if you saw that. I don't understand why though. I don't either. It was very, very well done. Yeah. It was fun. Like it, it had its comedic moments, uh, specifically the new day, which, um, I'll get to that, but like, it, it, or I guess I'll, I'll talk about it now. Like it was earlier in the match. They, they were very close to entering with each other. I don't think they were back to back, but, um, like Kofi came in very early, maybe like four. And then Woods was at like seven or something like that. It, yeah. I, I don't have everything in front of me, but everyone that was in the match at that point ended up going down and was like sitting in the corner and then woods and Kofi were facing off with each other. And you kind of thought that, Oh shit. Like we might see, see them like finally wrestle each other here for a little bit. Like, (laughs) and they locked up and got in this weird, I mean, I guess I I don't know what else to call it, but it was like a 69, a standing 69 position. (laughs) Yeah. And then they just started slapping each other's ass. Yeah. And Pat McAfee was like, um, <laughs> Pat McAfee was like, we call that a wheelbarrow butt slapper. <laughs> <laughs> it was so oh, good. Yeah. Um, I, I remember like after the show, like there's still a bunch of tweets from like earlier in the night. And I remember seeing somebody tweet, like, imagine like them getting both of those new day entrances out of the way now and us hearing the new day music again later that would make us like know for a fact it would be Biggie. Biggie's not there's a zero, there's no fucking way. Like I get it, people are hopeful, but like let's just worry about Biggie being remaining healthy. Yeah. I I mean I was hopeful enough once I saw that he went on tour with them uh to NXT Melbourne, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was yeah, in Australia I did see with that. them. I saw I was like, the- ooh, who he took like a he took a picture with them, right? With yeah, like the three of them. Yeah. Um, other things. So we had the Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley rivalry elevated, and I think even on Monday they they did some more shit with that. I can't remember, but uh, I don't think uh, they might Homeboy, not have. I don't think Homeboy was on Raw. Brock. Yeah, you might be right. But this time Lashley was able to eliminate Brock Lesnar and then Brock Lesnar goes absolutely fucking ape shit. Um there is rumors of him having like major heat after his freak out. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh specifically like the fact of he he had that freak out and the freak out was planned like it, it was planned for him to uh freak out because of the fact that he got eliminated and everything and like he threw stairs on the announce table and things like that and then he took out a ref and like threw him over the barricade and that was like the the big thing that wasn't planned and I guess they were really upset about that I didn't read the article but I know that like that was the thing that they were really upset about Hmm. all right so then other other noteworthy things uh from the rumble 
Um, Cody Rhodes still hasn't won. I don't know why you reported that because Rey Mysterio is still the longest, uh, <laughs> longest lasting yeah. Royal Rumble. Yeah. And so contestant. is, well, if you want to say that, then Heath Slater is also, oh, yeah. Or maybe is it Heath Slater? No, it's it, Curtis it, Axel from Curtis Axel from yep. 2000, I think 15 or 16, where he came in at five, I want to say, and never made it into the match. Yeah. And he still hasn't been eliminated from that Royal Rumble. But yep. I, the big thing was like, I think Ray was supposed to enter at, I think, 17 and Dom entered at 18. Um, sub. Yeah, sorry. Sub, Sub Mysterio entered at 18 and he was wearing Ray's mask, I guess, to imply that he beat him up backstage so that he couldn't be in the match. Uh, but in reality, I saw online that he got injured on Friday at SmackDown in his yeah, match. Yeah, like pulled a muscle or something. Because I'm yeah. pretty sure that, that he's going to be in a match on Friday. Oh, really? So it must not have been that bad. Um, but that is where my the Ray Myst- uh, the sub Mysterio coming out was where my favorite quote came from. Mm-hmm. It was Pat McAfee. We're back in Pat McAfee quote season. Uh, he says he said Dominic Mysterio was only in county jail for three days, and somehow he was still the prison bitch. <laughs> I don't even remember him saying that. God damn, that's funny. Um, I think I think they're going to explore this obviously a little bit further. It it would have been obviously like I feel like we were all kind of planning on one of the Mysterios eliminating the other, and then obviously that couldn't happen, so they went with this, which is going to be just as good. They can explain that off really well and not have to say that Ray was injured. But I mean, this is obviously going to be leading towards a wrestle a WrestleMania match between those two. Almost has to be. Yeah. Or SummerSlam. They could drag it out all the way to SummerSlam. You really think so? That they would take it, that they would take that like that far? I don't know. Sub's got, Sub's actually really successful in this, this prison story. So, yeah, I agree. I just, I don't think they're going to drag it out that far. I think they're going to do it at WrestleMania. So, I mean, Rey Mysterio is a big name that a lot of casual wrestling fans know. Honestly, there is probably no way of knowing. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I guess I I guess like only a certain amount of people in the world know. Yeah. But we will see. I uh Judgment Day was featured very prominently during the Rumble. Um yep. Edge ended up coming in at 24 and so uh <clears throat> he had a like so when Edge came in, he had a stare down with Seth Rollins which was pretty awesome. And then there was also a uh, the Cody and Seth stuff later, but we can get to that. And then Edge basically takes on the Judgment Day pretty much by himself. And he takes out two of them. And I think then Dom eliminated or sub eliminated Edge. Uh, Rhea Ripley ended up coming out there. And Beth Phoenix showed up on the ramp. Like the fight went up the ramp after everyone got eliminated except for sub. And they yeah. took that. They took that fight up the ramp, or maybe sub. Maybe sub was eliminated by that point. I don't remember. Um, but they took that fight up the ramp, and it was Edge and Beth taking on like the entirety of the Judgment Day. So yeah. they're they're taking that further as well. Uh, I don't know what Edge is going to do at the at WrestleMania, but it's going to be something involving. I would assume Finn Balor. Yeah, but then at that point you have Damian Priest doing nothing. So I That's don't know. True. They I. If I mean Rhea with with what Rhea has going on, like Rhea already has a WrestleMania match, which yep. we'll get to that later. So 
we're obviously not going to do the mixed tag match. So I don't really know what we're going to do with edge and the judgment day. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I do you really think mate, like I, this kind of popped in my head just now. Cause I hadn't not thought about this at all, really, but edge and Beth versus Finn and Damien. Oh. You think they would do something like that? Maybe. I don't know. Probably not. Not at mania. Yeah. I don't know. That's tough. I, I'm, I'm really not sure. Um, Let's see what else. Uh, the, another thing that I really enjoyed from this was the Banger Bros. Normally, when you have a tag team inside of the Rumble, especially one that's very new, like I know they're obviously very good friends in real life and everything, uh, they just continued to work together throughout the entirety of the Royal Rumble. And it's not something you see very often where one of somebody from the tag team doesn't turn on the other one just so that they can you know, win the match. Yeah. And they just continued to work together throughout the entirety of the of the match, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's realistically I think we talked about everything. Did we actually talk about the Logan Paul uh ricochet spot, or did we just say that there was a spot? No, we haven't talked about anything toward the end yet. Okay. Other than Gunther lasting the whole like the entirety of the thing pretty much. Yeah. What what are your thoughts on the Logan Paul ricochet spot? Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, we were all fucking screaming at my house when it happened. Yeah, because <laughs> because it was cool. I was sitting. I was sitting in. Uh, so I went home last week, uh, home to Maryland, and I was sitting there watching it with Leslie, sort of with Leslie. She was barely watching. She was on her phone, but she was she was there, and the TV was there, and she was present while the Rumble was on. Uh, I almost like leapt off of the couch like i was i was so excited for the that spot like it was incredible yeah. yeah it was cool springboards from opposite sides of the ring and they just it's just like the literal definition of bodies colliding like yeah you there's nothing you can do midair to adjust for that no it was in the smack of the skin hitting each other it was it looks like it hurt really bad, but it was so yeah. well done. Yeah. So that that was a lot of fun. I mean, it's just like Logan Paul is great at this, and I hate that he is. I hate that I like him so much. I Yeah. I <laughs> hated the absolute shit out of him when he came to WWE, and now it's like past the point of just tolerating him. It is... Every a, time he's in a match, I'm excited to see what he's going to do because he every time he's in a match, he does something insane. Yeah, he's good. He's very good. So I, I'm excited to see what he does at Mania. Uh I feel like we got a we got a very good hint at who his WrestleMania opponent's gonna be on Raw this week. So we will see if that's gonna come to fruition. I feel like it is. I, I feel like I've seen it rumored here for a while, but we'll get to that when we talk about Raw. Um, final four in the match we had, let's Cody, see, Cody, Seth, Gunther, and Logan. Yeah, because we originally had. Okay, so originally we thought the final, and they were even saying it on the on the broadcast. Um, Cody, Gunther, Seth, and Austin Theory that were the final four. Uh, but that was at a point where Logan Paul was outside of the ring, but he hadn't gone over the top rope, both feet hitting the floor, everything like that. Yep. Uh, theory gets eliminated and they think they're down to three and then Logan Paul comes in, but we yeah. eventually get down to the final two of Cody and Gunther. 
and they have their little mini match inside of the ring, which I already said was incredible. And yeah, Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble. He's going on to WrestleMania to face Roman Reigns. The match is already announced. What's Damn. what's our excitement level for Cody versus Roman Reigns? I mean, we 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 knew you, you had to know going in predicting Cody was going to win the Rumble that there was going to be Cody versus Roman. Yeah. Um but I don't think like we haven't been predicting it was going to be Cody versus Roman the entire time. We thought maybe they'd break they they'd split the belts up before then. Um, there, I mean, there's obviously still a chance they do that now, but I don't think so because they've already made, you know, well, so, so here's, well, I guess I I, I should wait till raw to say this, but we're in the conversation now. Cody Rhodes did not say he was going to be the undisputed universal champion. He did. He said the words undisputed WWE universal championship, but he did not say he was going to be that. He said he's coming after it. He said he's coming after Roman Reigns. And that Roman, after their match at WrestleMania, Roman Reigns no longer be the undisputed WD, WWE Universal Champion. I was listening very carefully to those words. That That is a careful selection of words. I just listened to the fact that they said the whole yeah, but he did not, Universal Championship. He did not say that he was going to be the undisputed champ. Well, then maybe we will see something either on SmackDown or Raw next week where... I don't know. Or maybe even after Elimination Chamber. I don't know, really know what the fuck they're going to do because who else is there like that would face Roman for... Well, there's still Rock. Just the Universal <laughs> Championship if it's not going to be the Rock. And it, I mean, we're going to get Zayn versus Reigns for the, univer- for, the, for the titles at Elimination Chamber. Like almost certainly. Yeah. A lot of people are reporting that. So I don't really know. It's it's tough. I, I'm not sure. But to back to the original question, excitement level for Rhodes reigns. Um, less excited for the match, more excited for the concept of the match. I think it will be good. I think yeah. Cody will fucking kill himself. I yeah, I think he's gonna go like he's going to undergo just incredible, like almost like torture inside of the match and then obviously pull out a win like he always does yeah well, not, he doesn't always pull happen. out the win if, if roman reigns wins over cody rhodes at wrestlemania there is nobody else other than the fucking rock yeah and i don't want the rock to be the champion i just wanted to see the match yeah you know? that's, that's fair like after roman beats cody there is literally nobody else yeah so i don't know um the Royal Rumble match, the men's Royal Rumble match ends up getting 10 and a half beers. It's, it is a top 10 match. I haven't put it in the beer ratings database, but it's going to be somewhere in the top five, actually, I think 10 and a half. So that's pretty, that's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Great job, guys. Uh, okay. So getting off of the men's Rumble match, the next two matches. Uh, in my opinion, could have go. I could have gone without them being on the show and having the show end. I don't know at 11 p.m. instead of midnight. But we had the L.A. Knight versus Bray Wyatt Mountain Dew Pitch Black match, and all I could think of when this started was like, or before it started, during the entrances, 
was what the fuck are the rules to this match? Because they didn't explain it still. I I guess nobody still knew. But was it was it basically a, just a no disqualification match or yeah, was was there? It was just no DQ. Um and really like the this wasn't great. <laughs> no, it was really pretty. It was it was just incredible to look at. And honestly, I think a really cool concept if you just take the Mountain Dew logo out of all of it and not have it be a cash grab for a sponsorship. But yeah, it it was, <laughs> it was honestly like... Um, I had the note that says this would have been better explained as a cosmic bowling or Naomi match. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially what it was. Um, and then like Pat McAfee, probably with the quote of the night, in my opinion, where he was like, we got blue lights everywhere. I'm glad I washed these pants. <laughs> <laughs> What's so fucking funny. <laughs> God, he's so fucking good, dude. It's just he—he's saying what everyone's thinking. Even it doesn't matter what he is and isn't allowed to say, because even during the men's rumble match, like all the like I think I said this already, but like all the dancing around and saying banger bros and shit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> this shit was so funny. Um. This match though was not good. I don't really know what else to say. Like there's the obvious like ending of it. Like there were some things that happened in the middle of it where I was, I, I had a PTSD moment, Joe. Can you oh, remember yeah? what my PTSD moment was? You might've no. had the same thing. No, I don't remember. You're saying you didn't have PTSD when Bray Wyatt threw a toolbox in the middle of the ring. Oh, <laughs> that's fair. That's I, fair. <laughs> I was having PTSD back to the, uh, original red hell in a cell fiend, Seth Rollins match where they had the toolbox in there and yeah dude that was so good we had the greatest ending to a match that anyone's ever seen but, so good um there was a bunch of glitter on the uh I, I don't know what if it was glitter or what but like I, I'm just gonna call it glitter like on the announce table when somebody went through I, I think LA yeah. Knight went through the announce table or something like that and just gl- glitter went fucking everywhere it 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 made it be it was beautiful like yeah, the, you the, can never take that away from it. The uh, there, there's a word I'm thinking about, and I can't remember. I've been drinking too long tonight. The aesthetics. Yes, I was gonna say it starts with an A. The aesthetics of the match were incredible, top notch. Yeah. Everything else about this was so bad. <laughs> um, we we draw to the end of the match where they go over to this. Uh, like it was like in the crowd and there was this big scaffolding thing that was built and a platform, uh, why it puts LA Knight down on the platform. And then all of a sudden at the top of the scaffolding, uncle howdy appears (laughs) when I got another great quote where Michael Cole was like, that's uncle howdy. (laughs) And Pat McAfee goes, well, howdy doody, sir. Welcome to Texas. (laughs) (laughs) He's, he's, oh my God, he's a fucking gem, dude. Um, I just want to, I want to point out that I don't, I don't even know how long ago we were doing these, but I drafted Pat McAfee as 
my favorite commentator in the draft where we did favorite whatevers. Yep. And you got and you and Chad were like, oh, that's so stupid. I can't believe you left so and so on the board. Um and You're I right. said, I'm already ready to say. No, uh, Joe, I'll I'll be the first to admit right now, you were right. I was. You were right, and I regret well, I think I took Jim Ross in that draft, so Yeah, no, that was a good pick, but I I I don't to say that Pat McAfee is one of the top three wrestling commentators of all time, which is essentially what we were saying in that draft because he was drafted and there were only three of us. I don't think that's as far fetched as when you said it then. Yeah. Especially now. Now, when you said it then, he had already proven himself. I don't know if he had by then, but yes, like he was definitely well on his way. And for you to see the potential there, and just know that things like this were going to happen. Good on you. You crushed God, it. I don't even remember how long ago we did this. Those were like in the first, I don't know, like initial 15 episodes where we did some drafts. But now it's just, there's too much other shit to talk about. Maybe maybe like once we're done with retro pay-per-views in... We're, we're never going to finish retro pay-per-views. Yeah, we're going to be dead before then. So I guess uh, RIP to <laughs> Drunk Dudes drafts. Um, we could just not watch retros d- during a certain week. Nah, like we got we got to do the retro. I I enjoy the retros. <laughs> I enjoy the shit out of the retros. Now maybe once we get to like I don't know, 2010, 2010, 2011. Well, no, 2010 was a good year. Let I'm trying to think of what was a really let's bad go year. let's go super face Roman 2015. <laughs> 2016. Oh yeah. man, and like, or and Triple that's our, H, and that's or like Batista, sh- Randy Orton winning the Royal Rumbles those three years, and that's well, like four years because Roman was in there too. And that's like stuff that I've seen. Like, I've I've never gone back and watched. Like my time away from wrestling was like 07 to beginning of 2015. So like I have an eight year gap, maybe seven and a half year gap where I didn't watch wrestling. Yeah. So. I will I will be very into at least the pay-per-views that I didn't watch because I want to see what happened. But knowing what I know now, like I know there's a I know a lot of things that did happen in those years, but I don't know. Still interested to watch them all. I don't remember though what got us on this tangent. I don't either. Um so Uncle Howdy getting back to the match jumps from the scaffolding and I assume was supposed to jump on LA Knight, but he didn't at all. <laughs> and he just like completely missed him. Uh, as soon as he hits fireworks, pyro goes up, all this stuff. And that was it. I don't think there was a pin or anything. It was just he had to kill LA Knight. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then after he jumped, like the camera cuts like to Wyatt. And then on top of the scaffolding is the same thing from what was it? Extreme Rules when he debuted again. Where they had all of the funhouse characters like brought to life and everything, I'm oh, pretty sure yeah. what it was. No, what, what it, was it? Extreme Rules. Yeah, that's when he debuted. Yeah, uh, or returned. Uh, so yeah, at the top of the scaffolding, they had all of those funhouse char- Firefly funhouse characters brought to life at the top of the scaffolding again. So, yeah, that was uh, it. Was something? It got a beer and a quarter. It was. It was. It wasn't great. I don't know if you had anything else to provide for this match, but it was it was not great. 
No, no, either it was it was lame. Speaking of lame, oh, did, did yeah, never mind. Yeah, I did beer and a quarter. Speaking of lame, speaking of lame, <laughs> uh, next we got Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair, and I will say I did not enjoy this match. What I saw after this match was fucking hilarious. Mm, there was tell. a I don't remember. Uh, there was a scene. There was a side by side shot of I think scary movie of like some girl that girl being the Bianca character and some zombie chick that chick being the Alexa character doing like the exact there was a, there was like a oh, thirty are you minute, talking about their match on Raw that they had not too long no, ago no it was during it was during the Royal Rumble um and I'll see if I could send it to you let me uh. I don't know if you're right here because this went viral not too long ago. They did all of the same shit from Scary Movie where it was like one of the main characters fighting against... It was like this black girl in Scary Movie fighting against the grudge girl and Bianca and Alexa were doing like the same moves from that fight scene in the movie. Was that not this... That the No, Royal that Rumble? was on Raw like a month ago when they had a match. It was before uh, Alexa it turned was, heel. It was Raw. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. Yeah, that went viral like a month ago. Well, we never talked about it. It was hilarious. Well, I think because like that specific video didn't go viral until after we recorded. Yeah. But yes. Okay. Um, okay. So there we talked that about was, that. Yeah, that finally. was the beginning of January. Yeah. <laughs> January second. Um, I I have something to say about this match. Uh, it's it's I think it's a Pat McAfee quote. Back me up here if you heard this. But I think Pat McAfee said Bianca during this match. Once. I did not hear it. But this was the match I paid attention to the least. I'm pretty sure he said Bianca. And it just put shivers down my spine. I do not want that to happen. Please don't keep doing that, Pat McAfee. Or else everything that's good that I just said about you, I will take back. There, I said it. All right. Um, Bianca wins pretty quick with a KOD, and uh, we have some more weird Alexa and Uncle Howdy Bray Wyatt shit uh, on the Titantron afterwards. And yeah, I got three quarters of a beer. It was it was not great. All right. Which I guess brings us into the Women's Rumble, which I don't have as, as much to talk about, but I do have a couple notes. Okay. Um, stories. A couple, couple returns. Stories from the Women's Royal Rumble. So, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan entering number one and two. Um, damage Control Your Narrative and Becky Lynch, their rivalry. Asuka returning. Piper Niven, Chelsea Green, Michelle McCool. Um, Natalia, Joe, your favorite. Yep. <laughs> Nia Jax. Uh, the botch with her entrance. Where do we want to start? Um, who's who botched? Whose entrance was botched? Nia Jax's. Do you not remember that? No, I Dude, just they they started the ten second countdown and at like eight seconds left, Nia Jax's music hit. Oh no, I didn't remember that. But <laughs> it was so funny. I, I was I was so mad when I saw Nia Jax's name pop up on the screen or her her music start. Yeah, I like, knew I knew it was coming, so I wasn't that upset. Did you? Because I already uh, knew it was coming. Yeah. I 
I dislike her a lot. The thing that I'm more upset about is that it doesn't seem like it's a one-off. I think she's back. Ugh. She's back back, which is not cool. She sucks. She's not she good at wrestling. This was the point in the night where I, I, uh, I'm pretty sure, I think I logged on to Twitter again at this point just to see what was going on because we were already done with rumble entrances so there was no more like rumble spoilers to give so i was cool to go on twitter again at least that was my opinion and then i saw on twitter that somebody put out that there was a picture of the rock's mom and some other woman next to her i don't remember who it was in the crowd at the royal rumble and i was and it just further i was like oh my fucking god he's here i can't believe it yeah and it turns out she was just there to see you know tamina nia Jax, the usos solo roman (laughs) dude i just read something on twitter Uh uh-oh go off king (laughs) i don't know if this is if, if this is satire um but it's from someone we follow called Wrestling News, and it says Cinnamon Toast Crunch Match hinted for WrestleMania 39. And I also saw that. Uh, what is the hand? What's the Twitter hand? Is it verified? It's got a blue check mark. Well, I guess that doesn't really mean anything anymore. Cinnamon Toast Crunch Match for WrestleMania 39 from Wrestling News. Oh, this one says the account is verified because it's subscribed to Twitter Blue. Yeah, it might be. It might be satire. I don't know. But then I also saw a tweet that said Nick Khan is looking to monetize things like the the. Uh, I did see that earlier today. Yeah, SRS tweeted. So you know that is verified. Um, monetize ring assets like the ring apron, turnbuckles, ring mats, and so on. Um, so I don't know. I doubt. I, I that has to be satire. Uh, I'm seeing. Oh my god! No, this is real. No. Right above it. Look, I'm seeing two separate tweets. Oh my goodness. Wrestling News is a legit account and no, right above it I'm seeing nodq.com reporting Cinnamon Toast Crunch sponsoring a match at WrestleMania 39. Damn. <laughs> I really hope it's a Bray Wyatt match. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a Bray Wyatt match, then we just know that like his matches for for the rest of time are going to suck and we can just talk shit about them for the rest of time and I'm cool with that. I'm cool going in, not having any expectations other than this is going to suck. But I just get so hyped for his character work, thinking then that's going to roll over into an excellent wrestling match, and it just never does. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, Who are we talking about? Nia Jax? Oh, and The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Some returns and debuts here, Joe. Natalia at number 11. What did you think about that? I love Natalia. You had her in your final four. I do not love Natalia, right? Calm down. You had her in your final four, though. Yeah, I because I didn't know who to pick for the women's rumble. Hmm. Okay. I was really worried because um, I had Rhea and Liv in my final four. Yeah. And they entered at one and two. Yeah. Uh, the final four of this ended up being Rhea and Liv with a returning Asuka and then also Nikki Cross. So Piper Niven. The final four, Joe. No, I know. Okay. I thought you said with a returning, like, and you, you were talking about people, other people that returned. No. So other people. So, um, returns debuts, uh, Zoe Stark. I don't think she's ever been in a rumble or on the main roster. Yeah. 
Um, She's been Asuka, in main event, but so yeah, yeah. Zoe Stark came in at number thirteen. Asuka at seventeen. She looked dope as fuck. That yeah, was, I don't remember that, was, that character's name, but it was her New Japan character. Not uh, New Japan, but Ka- uh, Kana, Kama, Kana. Kana. That sounds like it might be right. Man, I'm probably so wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't remember. Piper Niven, though. No more dew drop. That's true. That's awesome because she's really good. She dropped the dew drop. Uh, Michelle McCool entered from the crowd and wore yep. Ugg boots in the ring. Chelsea Green entered. We talked about that already, though. Yeah, or maybe Chelsea that was Green. just between me and you. No, it wasn't. Chelsea Green, oh. at number twenty. Yep. Uh, she got eliminated right away. Said that yeah. already. And I Indy think Nia Jax. Oh and yeah, Indy Hartwell. Hartwell. Yeah, I didn't write that one down. But yes, that is correct. There was uh, other rumors online of other NXT. Oh, Roxanne was also there. Oh yeah, Roxanne. Yeah, she did well. Yeah, she actually did. Um, but there was other rumors that like. Ivy Nile was going to be there. Toxic Attraction was going to be there. Um, Cora Jade. Just didn't see any of them. Uh, but some of the big stories out of this one is Damage Control Your Narrative and Becky Lynch. Uh, so we can get to it on Raw, but like they furthered the Bailey and Becky storyline because on Raw 30 the previous week, they didn't get to do the Steel Cage match. So mm-hmm. they're doing it now next week. Uh, which we'll get to because there were some things said on Monday. Uh, other than that, though, like the only story coming out of this match really is Os- like I guess Asuka's return with her new character and Rhea Ripley winning the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And that's kind of the big thing here is like the men's match had a lot of stories in, in it and the women's did not. So super predictable but i was super happy with both of them as well yeah we we all i think everyone in the predictions contest picked the correct royal rumble winner except for alex who picked Sami Zayn to win the men's one okay he wasn't even in the match what a fucking dipshit idiot (laughs) um it got six and a quarter beers It, it i mean it was a fun rumble I'm glad that they didn't use it to main event after the men's one went on first. Yeah. Cause you could have, you could have thought both ways. Like you could have thought if the men's one was opening, the women's one was going to main event, but that, that would have been a horrendous main event. And I'm really glad that we got the one that we did. Yeah. Which was the next match. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens for the undisputed universal championship. Yep. So the, the match in itself was good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. There like the storytelling here was so good. Mostly after the match, but even before the match, they had KO sitting on top of the turnbuckle as, as Roman was making his entrance and then when Roman got in the ring, Sammy was sitting in the opposite corner and there was this awesome visual like camera view of um like how the lights were portrayed on them where they were sitting across from each other and KO had the light on him and Sammy was basically sitting in darkness and you could like barely see him. There's just kind of yeah. the visual there and just trying to think of like, man, what, what the hell could happen here? Um, it was a very physical match, just like all kinds of shenanigans going on. But as we all predicted, we all predicted the other three non-rumble matches correctly. I actually predicted every winner of the match 
we both did pre- predicted every winner of the match on the night correctly. Um, but the three singles matches were so obvious. Roman ended up winning this. Uh, KO did put on a good show, but just couldn't get it done. But everything came after the match. Yeah. The bloodline beats down, beats the ever living shit out of Kevin Owens. And it, I'm trying okay. to remember because oh. I didn't take a whole lot of notes of it out of it. But, uh, okay. and then, I mean, they, they just continue to beat him down. You can see the look on Sammy's face as they're doing it. He's, he's not very happy about it. You, know, you can see that he's not, he is not happy about, he's pissed about what they're doing. Yes, he is pissed. And then they eventually handcuff Kevin Owens to the ropes. Roman gets the chair that he told Sammy to get him during the match. Yeah. And Roman's going to hit Kevin Owens while he's like, he's already had the shit beat out of him. He's going to hit him in the chair or with the chair as he's defenseless handcuffed to the ropes. As he's winding up, Sammy gets in front of him, tells him to wait. Yeah. Tells him this is beneath you. Yada, yada, yada. And Roman kind of agrees it is beneath him. So he hands the chair to Sammy. Tells him it's not beneath him. You do it. This is your test, basically. Sammy takes the chair, winds up once, can't do it. Roman gets in his face, starts pushing him around. Uh, like there was some, there was some stuff you could make out there where it was like he's just like yelling at him the whole time. And then there was, I think there was Tells one. He loves him. Yeah, there was like one quote in there. He's like, if you don't want to fucking do that, or like he didn't say fucking, but if you don't want to do this, like go do jackass shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like he did was, like I, at Mania 38. He's like, you don't want to do this? Go do jackass shit. Basically screams at him, tells him to do it. Roman then turns around to look at Kevin Owens one more time before Sammy does it. Sammy winds up, and you could just tell it was happening. It was coming. Sammy winds up and hits Roman Reigns in the back with the chair. The turn is on. Kind of a turn because Sammy was already a huge face. So like yeah. he turned against the bloodline, but it's not a heel or face turn per, per se. The pop from the crowd was one of the loudest I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it was it was huge. It was so good. Um so then the bloodline goes to it just starts beating down Sami Zayn. Roman eventually obviously recovers from that and everyone gets in on the action until finally they turn to Jay. The crowd starts chanting for Jay. Thinking Jay after the uh, trial of Sami Zayn stuff, maybe he's going to talk some sense in everybody. But like this story, I I I have to pull it up on on Twitter, but I liked or retweeted something earlier this week and i have to um i have to tell you yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna go down this twitter thread so this is at hollywood j black and black is with a q i'll give this person their dues here um or their shout but this is a pretty long thread so i'm gonna we're gonna walk through this because if you're questioning why Jey Uso didn't participate and why he walked away. He says, you haven't been paying attention for the last two and a half years. And this really made me think because I forget a lot of things all the time. And I was like, oh my God, this story is perfect. And I'm stupid. Yeah. But let's go back to Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso inside Hell in a Cell in an I Quit match. 
right? So Reigns locked up Jimmy Uso in a guillotine to force Jay to quit the match, remember, in order to save his brother. And he says it was remembered for two of the greatest scenes in wrestling history. Uh, shows the pictures of the match. Jay was forced to make a decision and he chose to save his brother from Roman Reigns' wrath. This was the match that would define Roman's reign, no pun intended, uh, because if he was diabolical enough to do that to his own cousins, there no, there's nothing that could stop him from wreaking havoc across WWE. Um, it goes on to say there's no line he wouldn't cross. Jay knew this, and so did Jimmy, which is why after a while they both quote unquote fell in line, but not without uh he said, but not without Jimmy dropping the jewel of the century where he was like he told Jay that he ain't nobody's bitch. Yeah, that was um, a whole big storyline. Yeah. And then Jimmy was always the one that was there initially to be with his brother. Jay was with Roman because after Hell in a Cell, he had to acknowledge him. He was At least contractually, that's he's verbally contractually obligated. Yeah. And then once the Usos got their belts back, Jimmy bought in even more than Jay. So Jimmy saw the vision. He saw the bloodline as the winning team. Life is good as long as you're with Roman. Jay knew better because he lived it. He took the brunt of the abuse and the belittling of Roman. He saw his cousin choke out his brother to win. But at the same time, one major fact remained. There is no bloodline without the Usos. And so for the next 20 months, we saw a reign of terror that would make 2002 Triple H look like a one-hit wonder, which is very true. Enter Sami Zayn. Sami first approached the bloodline, uh, and when he did that, he was lost. The locker room was at odds with him. His only chance was to roll with the squad that everyone hated. And so after a few run-ins, he was deemed very much a lot more than a few run-ins, but he was deemed honorary Ouse. And then, as you all know, he was welcomed in by everyone except for Jey Uso. Jey Jay felt that Sami's intentions were not honorable. And he, said, he goes on to say, it's easy to say that Jey didn't like him or that he didn't trust him, but it's deeper than that. And he refers back to the Hell in a Cell recap where Roman choked out his cousin in order to force his other cousin to say, I quit to keep his title which he says is a core memory that will stay with Jay forever. And knowing what Roman will do, he questioned why Sammy wants to be with them. But Sammy provided his love and loyalty to everyone in the bloodline. He's given advice to Solo Sokoa, formed a bond with Jimmy, easily fell in line with whatever Roman wanted done. Sammy willingly wanted to be there, knowing what Roman is capable of. And then at, at War Games, uh, Sammy finally won over Jey Uso, and they became an unstoppable force. Now... Enter Kevin Owens into the equation. Kevin, like a brother to Sammy, the closest thing without bleeding the same blood. Hold that thought in your head for a second. The specifics of their relationship don't matter, but let's get to the title, the Rumble match, where Roman tasked Sammy with ending who's essentially his brother. He was forced to make a similar decision like Jay did in 2020. Sacrifice your family for the greater good of the bloodline or suffer. So it was the choice that Jay couldn't make all those years ago. In Sammy, by saving Kevin Owens, he saw one person he didn't expect to see himself. And that's why he couldn't join in. And just yeah. like not something that I, th I thought about. Like I, I wasn't even thinking all the way back to like how that story from Hell in a Cell and how Roman basically pitted the Usos against him just to force them to join him, how that aligned so well with Sammy and Kevin and what happened on Saturday. There's more stuff in the thread, but that basically gets us down to what we're talking about here. Yeah. I mean, and, I, I don't think wrestling's that deep, 
<laughs> I, so. I, I legitimately think like now, obviously like this isn't something that they've been planning for two and a half years, but the way that it fell in line and the way that it works out so perfectly and the yeah. way that you can draw these lines and the similarities between the two stories yeah, it may, is what makes it perfect. Yeah. I, th- um, I thoroughly enjoyed the shit out of this. This was it's the greatest story that WWE's told in so long. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then we didn't get the rock. Yeah, and then we did not <laughs> get the rock. And it wouldn't it wouldn't have, have hit the same way. We already got the perfect story. Exactly. Uh I really thought like I believe that the rock was showing up until the bloodline was on the ramp making their way out and like even up to the point where they flashed the the little logo at the end just to I was thinking you know maybe triple h will do it again they'll flash the logo up there to throw us all off to think the the show's ending and we'll get a diy breakup after that and within the in the sense of the rock showing up and returning it just didn't happen i was fucking dumb and it it ended and it's still a perfect ending yeah and Truth. it got 3.75 beers um, if you're adding all those matches up, you'll get 22 and a half total beers for the show. But with the McAfee debut at the beginning, drink a whole beer for that. 23 and a half total beers for the Royal Rumble from 2023. A great show. A great show. 60% of the show was great. Is, yeah, that's the main event. Yeah. Okay. I did the math. <laughs> it, it checks out. Two of the matches sucked and didn't sucked. matter. And could have I could have gone without them being there. Suck dick and balls. Sure. Um. All right. Into the weekly wrestling recap, then. Yeah. Let's uh. Let's get this thing over with. Jeez, Joe. You hate me that much? No. Not that much. <laughs> okay. So, SmackDown happened the night before the Royal Rumble, so it wasn't like. A whole lot that happened, and a lot of the things that happened on SmackDown had to do deal with the Royal Rumble, which is mostly stuff we've already talked about. So, in reality, a lot of my notes here don't really matter, other than um, two things. There was a theory showing up on SmackDown. Yeah, for some reason. And exclaiming that the champ is here. Oh, so, yeah. We are already getting these hints, these subtle hints at Austin Theory versus John Cena at WrestleMania, and I think it's happening. I think that that's going to happen. There was other subtle hints on Monday between uh, a potential Theory and Cena match at WrestleMania, so that's why I think that that's definitely happening. Um, And then there's another WrestleMania match that there was a, a subtle hint at on Monday, which we'll get to, but yeah. Um, the other thing from SmackDown was something about the Banger Bros. I don't remember why, but Ricochet and Braun Strowman replaced the Banger Bros instead of somebody else who was already in the tournament. For some reason, they, they explained it on the show, but I don't remember. I didn't write it down, but Ricochet and Braun Strowman are now in the tag team tournament. They end up winning their match. And we're getting Ricochet and Braun Strowman versus Imperium in the tag team tournament finals for the it SmackDown look, Tag Team Championships. It looks like the Viking Raiders just attacked the Bang Bros. Yeah, but I don't... I don't know why they would do that, but... I, 
I don't understand. Well, the, I think the Bang Bros beat the Viking Raiders in the first round. But the thing that I yeah. don't understand is like, if it wouldn't be because of injury or anything that they wouldn't yeah, have them being the match because they wrestled the next night. Yeah, like storyline, sure, whatever. But why did they book it that way? Is why I what I don't know. Like why have them in the tournament at all? Maybe because they didn't. Maybe because they didn't want the Bang Bros to to lose, but they also didn't want them to win. That's the only thing I could think. Yeah, that's fair. And I, I, I saw the rumor online this week. I think you're. I think you're right. Um, it looks like they are planning Gunther versus Sheamus versus McIntyre for the IC title at Mania, which that is going to be a banger. Yeah. After banger. After banger. That is after. going to be so good. I am very excited for that if they end up going through that. Um, but yeah, Imperium versus Ricochet and Strowman in the finals for the tournament. I would have to assume that it's going to be Ricochet and Strowman for some reason because the Usos are heels. I, I couldn't see... Uh, like, well, Jay, Jay isn't really... I don't know. I, actually, yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely going to be like the Usos losing their tag titles, especially after what we just explained happening at the Rumble. There's going to be some dissension. There has to be. There can't not be dissension between the bloodline now with Jay leaving. But if let me ask this question, because we're recording before SmackDown tomorrow. There's obviously going to be the explanation of uh, there's going to be some Royal Rumble fallout with the bloodline tomorrow. So let's kind of predict moving forward what's going to happen, because I have some thoughts. I think it's pretty obvious where we're heading for Elimination Chamber and a Roman versus Sammy world title match. Yeah. Um, how how do you think that they're going to book this next couple weeks leading up leading up to and including that match? I think I don't know. I could see. I, first off, I don't see Sammy winning at Elimination Chamber. No, nobody wins in their hometown. That's true. I so I don't see Sammy like if there would be no reason for Sammy to win an Elimination Chamber and stock down Roman Reigns right before Mania. Exactly. Um. So Roman Reigns is not going to lose, but he's going to get beat up pretty bad. Um, I actually, I honestly have no idea what's going to, what's happening with Jay, except that he, you know, he, the stuff we already talked about, how he walked away from the bloodline, he walked out on the bloodline and then his Instagrams where he's like, I'm done. Yeah. Kind of stuff like, so maybe, maybe that's, I, I, I just don't fucking know what's going on with, with Jay. I don't know what's going on with Sammy after after all this, except maybe Sammy and Kevin do get that match at mania still. I don't like against the Usos though, like against maybe, maybe Jay doesn't, doesn't do the match and it's just Jimmy defending it by himself or something like that or with solo. So my thought is Jay is going to come back at elimination chamber, but until then he's going to be against them. He won't be around at all. Oh, you think that's why Sammy loses? I think, yeah, I think Jay will cost Sammy at Elimination Chamber. Kevin Owens will be involved somehow. He won't He won't have a match at Elimination Chamber, but he'll be involved somehow. And, yeah, I, I just think, like you said, Roman will beat Sammy. It, let's, let's just go ahead and operate on the fact that that match is going to happen. 
or at least the prediction that that match is going to happen. It'll be Kevin Owens will get involved somehow. Sammy will still lose because Jay is going to come back and help Roman win. Yeah. Then that easily sets up, and, and a lot of people have been saying this online. The thing is, is that easily sets up Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos at Mania for some tag titles. Good match, good story, whatever. It gives a reason to not involve Sammy in a main event at WrestleMania, which I don't think they want to do, despite the WWE Universe wanting it to happen very badly. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think so either. So I think we're going to get that tag team match and we'll just get Roman versus Cody at Mania. Okay. That's that's my thoughts right now. You don't think he's going to pull double duty? Rome, I hope he does. Like I, what I really want to happen is Sammy get cost the match at Elimination Chamber and have some sort of like something happened at Elimination Chamber where he has grounds t- for a rematch and gets a night one main event or a night one at least higher up co main event match or something at night one of WrestleMania, and then yeah. they do Roman versus Cody on night two. Okay. That's what I would rather have happen. Like, I want Roman to pull double duty. And then after that, like, I don't even think, I don't even think they'll, I don't even think Sammy needs to win the title. I just think he needs to be in the main event. I think that if he has a match with Roman at Mania, Sammy Zayn has to win the title. I would be rooting very hard for that. If I'm picking with my heart, I'd pick Sammy Zayn. If I'm picking with my brain, I'd probably still go with Roman. But it yeah. is closer. It's it's one of the closer Roman matches in the last uh, what three years that I could think of. You know, it would it would be tough to predict. I, I think Cody's a no brainer. But yeah, if they're gonna do Sammy versus Roman for like if Sammy versus Roman is Universal and then Cody versus Roman is WWE, Cody takes that belt to Raw. I could they still see I could, back on Raw. I could still see Roman being Universal Champion on SmackDown. After yeah, ma- post mania. I, th- I think if he only loses one title, it should be the universal title. You mean WWE? Yes, I think if he loses only one title, it should be the WWE title. Yeah, which is exactly what I said the first time. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, heard that. Um, you have anything else for SmackDown or even Rampage for that? Uh, well, I would have had to watch Rampage in order to have something for Rampage. Same. All right, um, let's get into these last three shows then. Raw was quite good this week. Probably the last good show that we'll talk about this week. Not to say that Dynamite was bad. It was just, you know, we'll, we'll get to that. But Raw, we had the Cody Rhodes promo where he officially challenged Roman Reigns. We, we, let's just go ahead and say it. We have two WrestleMania matches. It's Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns for... Allegedly, as of right now, they're trying to make us think right now. We'll see if it's going to be true or not. The undisputed WWE Universal Championship. We will see if it's for both titles at Mania. I don't know. And then Rhea Ripley is facing Charlotte Flair. Mm -hmm. I was surprised. I I expected Cody to call his shot, but I did not expect uh, Rhea to call out Charlotte already. So, yeah, I I saw on Monday that they 
advertised or somebody somebody tweeted out like a rundown for the show saying that Rhea was going to it was your boy zero news oh was it yeah okay that's who it was i i can't ever remember like what or who tweets out what but yeah zero news he i will say this he does get a decent amount of shit right but there's so much stuff that he still gets wrong it's Mm -hmm. like like i don't know like the rock showing up or sammy being in the rumble yeah, that too. The dude gets lucky. I mean, he called Nia Jax. Uh, did he? Yeah. All right. I guess you know, got to be happy about that, right? They should have. Uh, they should have changed her name. They should like you know. I'm not. Um, not really. They should have changed her fan. fucking name to Dewdrop. <laughs> no, they should have named her uh, <laughs> Nia Vax because she's anti-vax. Oh, <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> That actually would have been really funny. Um, well, yeah. Are, so with the Rhea stuff, are you surprised? Or I, I guess, what's your feeling on Rhea challenging Charlotte instead of Bianca? I have no feelings about it. I, I honestly, like, you know, I don't give two shits about Charlotte Flair. Yep. Um, so I think that they'll put on a good match. Yeah, the match will be good. Charlotte Flair's a great wrestler, but mm-hmm. she can't talk worth a shit. Um, it's not just that. Yeah, yeah, it's the thing with me is at the silent WrestleMania, WrestleMania 36, we've already seen Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. We've never seen Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair on a big stage. That's true. I have let wanted alone, that for a long time. Let alone ever? Question mark. I uh, I don't know. If we have seen it, I don't remember it. But th- that was that. That's what I would have rather had, like so much more. But we didn't get it. We're not getting it, and it makes me think that maybe the rumors of um, Bianca dropping the title before Mania might be true. Yeah. You know the one thing worse, like like basically what that does is, is it solidifies Charlotte Flair as a face. And you know the one thing that's worse than a a heel Charlotte Flair, a face Charlotte Flair, a, sh- a face Charlotte Flair. Yeah, yeah. It's the only character that she can play as a heel, and she still doesn't do it that well. No, she does it horribly. So, I don't know. I I'm excited that the match will be good, but the build the build will be terrible. The build will make me not excited for that match. I can almost guarantee you that. It's not like Rhea Ripley's a world-class talker. She's still very good. Don't get me wrong. But Charlotte is horrendous at talking. So I think that alone is going to make this build not good. Um, Other stuff on Raw. uh, We are... Building towards Elimination Chamber and the the Elimination Chamber match for the pay-per-view, at least so far. I don't know if they're going to do another Chamber match, but they haven't said anything yet. Um, it's going to be for the United States Championship. So, obviously, theories in the match, and then we had three qualifier matches on Raw, and they announced the other two for next week. Um, so, we had Rollins qualify. We had Johnny Gargano qualify. And we had Bronson Reed qualify. So I think this match could be pretty good. 
Next week, we have Elias versus Montez Ford in one of the matches and Angelo Dawkins versus somebody that I don't remember. Um, but that's going to be the last two qualifier matches. Huh. Interesting. Dawkins in, by himself? Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So aside from that, we also had a big return. Not the biggest return, but... Uh, it's our boy, Pat, Rick. Pat. That's the one you were talking about, right? Yeah. Okay, sweet. <laughs> I don't know who else I would have been talking about. I don't either. I just... Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was that. I guess the return of the uh, Cody Rhodes inspirational promo. <laughs> the return of crying Cody. Crying Actually, I don't Cody. know if he... Did he cry? He might have He might. Yeah, probably. I think like at the beginning... Well, the crowd was chanting, you deserve it, but apparently he ruptured his eardrums in the Royal Rumble match, so... Oh, really? Yeah, so he's like, yeah, I couldn't really hear much. <laughs> I did not know that. Um, Actually, did you see uh, there was a video on Twitter? Him making fun of the oh, pointing, the pointing at the sign. No, not Gunther. Oh. Pointing at the sign. He did the bump on Wednesday. They're like their like talk show that they do. Yeah. And uh, the guy that runs at Matt Camp he was like trying to bring him in. He was like, let's do the bump. And Cody was just like finding things backstage to, or like backstage, like wherever they did it to like point at. It was hilarious. If you haven't seen that video, it's so funny. Cody's like comedic timing is pretty fucking good. Yeah. But- so I think, I think that was, it was the same interview. No, it was, it was during the, uh, the press conference after the show where he, uh, he's like, yeah. Gunther's someone that I absolutely don't want to wrestle again and at the same time really want to fucking wrestle again. Uh, you know, he's mean. He uh he hits hard. Yeah. And uh now I regret making fun of making fun of his name. And one of his last promos that he he did on AEW was him saying, like, oh, we're not gonna do name changes like I don't know, Gunther McGillibuddy over there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um yeah, that was funny. It's uh, there's there's a lot of like Cody. I, I don't want to say like crossing the line or anything, but it's it, it is like very close of like he says he's allowed to say stuff during promos and like that. You you just wouldn't think that WWE superstars are able to say Cody's allowed, though. Yeah, he like, he was a face of AEW. He makes direct references to AEW without saying AEW, and I think even in the press conference after the Royal Rumble, he did say AEW. Yeah, he uh he said like during my excursion during the the Monday Night Raw promo, that's how he referred to it. Yeah, well, no, no, I I I watched the the press conference afterwards. He definitely said AEW. Okay, no, I know, but I, then I was following up by saying. Oh, yes. on Raw, he said excursion. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, forget what we were talking about on Raw. Cody Rhodes. Crying yes. Cody. Uh, the promo. Mm, I don't know what else. Uh, there, There's two other things that I have for Raw, though. Um, I guess three. We, we could... Let's do the two small things, and then we can talk about the main event. Um... Otis might be being recruited for maximum male models. <laughs> I love it. Which will be hilarious. And I'm very excited to see it. Also, sup, Maxine. And oh, I thought you were going to sup Otis. 
Sup, Otis. <laughs> uh, and then the other subtle hint at a WrestleMania match, Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Yeah, that would that's going to be a fun match if it happens. Like I said earlier, anytime Logan Paul gets in the ring now, like it's it's not a I tolerate him anymore. It is a I'm excited to see what he's going to do in this match and who better than Seth Rollins to bring it out of him. Yeah, it's it's if they end up doing that, it's going to be great. So looking forward to that if that happens. Um, And then the main event. So at the end of the Cody promo to start the show, Judgment Day interrupted him. Uh. Cody made fun of Dom or sub uh, ended up we're, we end up getting a Cody versus Finn Balor match in the main event and it was a really good match Cody wins gets a little bit of help from Edge and Beth Phoenix yep so that would be the other thing like I we're we're slowly building towards Wrestlemania while also building towards Elimination Chamber and I think they're doing a great job right now like Building up to these marquee matches, Cody and Roman, Rhea and Charlotte, uh, Edge and Finn, or whatever, Edge versus the Judgment Day, whatever they're doing with that. Um, the Mysterios match, Lesnar, Bobby, um, Rollins and Paul, and then Theory and Cena. Dude, it's just wild to think that a wrestling company can book their biggest pay-per-view months in advance. It's amazing, honestly. Like yeah. I didn't think it was possible. Yeah. I never thought it would be possible. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not taking a dig at AEW. To, like, I am, but I'm also taking a dig at Vince McMahon's WWE. I Legitimately, I thought you were taking a, Vin, a dig at Vince more than AEW. Oh, it was, bo- it was for both of them. So, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited. Like, WrestleMania is going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so yeah. fucking good. I'm excited. Tonight, WrestleMania, Chad, potentially. We might, we might, we might be able to revive Chad by WrestleMania. Okay, that's good. I hope. I, if we can do that, good for us. <laughs> we saw we we solved a lot of the world's problems if we're able to do that. We've solved nothing if we're able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's let's do NXT. I I don't have a whole lot of notes for NXT or Dynamite, so we might get through both of these pretty quickly. Um, we didn't really. So the only real like uh, match change that we got for Vengeance Day, which is happening this weekend, I think. Yeah, um, I guess so. So we're gonna be talking about that next week. Is uh, Chase U getting added to the tag team title match? So now it's a fatal four way tag team title match which that match was pretty good i enjoyed it um but yeah chase U is added to that so i think it's chase U, gallus pretty deadly and the new day um i'm glad that we're not doing predictions for nxt pay-per-views anymore we're, we're strictly doing aew and wwe pay-per-views from now on for our actual predictions contest we'll still be doing beer ratings for every pay-per-view and premium live event that happened but yeah i'm kind of excited that we're not doing predictions for that because i i just feel like nxt at this point like i and ring of honor like i just don't know what the fuck to pick and i don't know seems yeah. like it's a little more even if we only I do i think i think we should probably do it for like uh the Stand wrestlemania one. 
Yeah. Any, I guess any, uh, any NXT pay per view that goes hand in hand with a WWE pay per view, we could. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. We didn't even talk about who won the title. What do you mean? The DDT Wrestle Pod title. Hmm. Yes. Dewey is the drunk dude's talking wrestling champion right now. And not because he's intelligent. It it was uh you know what? I'll take the fall for this one. I yeah, definitely Joe talked to me about it on Saturday uh in text. I definitely screwed up how we did points this year. I, I certainly did uh for the Royal Rumble. Um I'll have to I'll have to mess with that next year, but the lucky numbers thing, Dewey ran away with it because he got legitimately lucky numbers. Yeah. Uh he ended up getting like with number one, he got Rhea Ripley and Gunther. So there wasn't really much that you could do about that. They both got a lot of eliminations. They both or uh Rhea Ripley won her match. And with the other numbers that Dewey got, I think Dewey also got oh man, he got somebody in the women's rumble that like Rhea Ripley got him like nine points in the predictions yeah. contest, but I think he also had Bailey, I want to say, who had two eliminations. Um, I don't remember who else he got, but he he had really good numbers. And the women's rumble got him a lot of points because after the men's rumble, Bree was winning and I thought maybe Bree would win. Um, but yeah, the women's rumble put Dewey in the lead by a lot, a significant amount. And he in the, ran, and the he ran match, away with it. In the women's match, he had Rhea Ripley, Io Sky, who eliminated... Uh someone uh the uh, d- damage control your narrative eliminated a bunch of people yeah zoe stark which whatever she didn't Piper do anything Niven, she got and, one i think yeah and michelle mccool that's who he got from the women's and then the men's obviously he had gunther uh santos didn't do anything gunther gunther got five eliminations for him. bobby lashley who had one he elim- he only elimination he had was brock dominic and might Austin have gotten theory. might have gotten one. I don't think theory got any. I don't remember. Whatever yeah, it was, like Dewey had great numbers. Yeah. So he likes the thing. Whoa. Yeah. What? No. Oh. <laughs> it was just like his numbers were whoa. And I didn't I didn't expect it. Like yeah. it confused the shit out of me. Yeah, I, I screwed up. I didn't talk to Joe about it beforehand. Well, I guess I kind of did. I I did say it on the on the, the show last week. But Joe wasn't listening. I, I didn't. I didn't comprehend it. <laughs> so next year, before we do that, lucky numbers, we'll make sure that it's going to be somewhat fair. Um, I mean, I think regardless, even if we did it the way that we did it last year, Dewey still would have won. So I'm fine Probably. with Dewey. I'm I'm okay with Dewey being the winner because I think so. Like specifically, the way we did it last year was the winner get. If you have the winner, if your number is the winner, you get two points. If your number it's the most eliminations. It's two points. Longest not, lasting. Longest lasting is two points. Rhea Ripley was all of those things in the women's match for Dewey. So I would not be the longest lasting with Rhea. Yeah. And then Gunther had tied for the most eliminations in the men's match. So he would have gotten and was the longest lasting. Yeah. So I think Dewey would have won regardless. Probably. So didn't really matter. Um, it, the, like the way that the number breakdown, like, just shocked the shit out of me. I was like, that's impossible. Oh, like the numbers that he got? No. Yeah. Oh, just like how they like, worked out in his favor so much. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. how high the point scores were. 
for one like, person. Yeah, it was very lucky. Let, let's just let's just put it this way. Dewey isn't smart. That's true. He's lucky. Yes. In fact, Dewey's dumb. Dewey had Charlotte Flair in his women's rumble final four. As the let's champ. just let's just put that in perspective of how dumb he is. <laughs> so he's so he's so dumb. He's very dumb. Um the other stuff from NXT, like they, they did a little bit to further uh, um any any some like some storylines for Vengeance Day. Women's title match, they did like a backstage thing. Roxanne beat the shit out of Toxic uh, Attraction, uh, like mid-interview, where like she left her where she was doing the interview and went to them, yeah, sort of thing. Um, but some other stuff like Indusher got a win over the Creed Brothers, which kind of shocked me. Um, well, they got they got the modern day Maharaja with them now. That's true. Uh, I think the thing that was the funniest on NXT though was uh. Wesley making fun of Von Wagner with the the Come Tuesday thing. <laughs> Have you yeah. ever seen that online? Uh, no. Oh, so for for Joe and everyone else who doesn't know, there was a while back, around the time when Von Wagner debuted on NXT, when they debuted uh, like 2.0, essentially. Yeah. Von yeah. Wagner cut this promo when he was he said. Uh, he said the words come Tuesday, but he was using them like in a complete sentence saying like come Tuesday, like I'm going to do yada, yada, yada because NXT is on Tuesday. Somebody online had the bright idea to just make a clip of him saying come Tuesday. <laughs> like what's today? Today is come Tuesday. And it went viral as shit. People reposting like, oh, today's the day. And it would just be a video uh, and it just would repeat. It would be on repeat of Von Wagner being like, come Tuesday, come Tuesday, come Tuesday. <laughs> and it was so funny. <laughs> and then Wesley making fun of him because on Tuesday, he was he was saying something. Um, he basically did the same thing where he looked he uh, had Dijak and Von Wagner in the middle of the ring and it seemed like they were about to have a match, which they ended up having a match, but he was, uh, Wesley essentially was like, if, if I beat Dijak, he was like, come Tuesday, <laughs> very <laughs> pregnant pause, <laughs> like looked at Wagner. Um, I might need a new challenger for the North American championship. So he was like trying to erg them on to have a match with each other. They ended up having a match. Dijak beat Von Wagner. Thank God. Uh, but it was very funny. Uh, and then, so lame. Oh, he's so, so lame. I just don't get him at all. And uh, Tyler Bate and Axiom had a, probably the Banger. best match on NXT. And I did like that they did the... Um, him and Axiom, formerly known as A-Kid in NXT UK, They Axiom was backstage watching an old Heritage Cup match from NXT UK between him and Bate when he yeah. was a kid and i've actually seen a few of those matches just like randomly i would turn on peacock and peacock does have the like the wwe channel where you can just watch whatever the fuck is on oh really yeah kind of like wwe network used to have they do have that i, I remember that. doing that once upon a time and watching a couple of tyler bait a kid heritage cup matches and they were very good and this match was like nothing short of that it was it was a very good match so nxt was enjoyable it just you know, Vengeance Day. It's uh, 
I just can't get hyped for a lot of these pay-per-views or premium live events for NXT because like just I don't know that it it is very 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 developmental versus what it used to be. Yeah. You know? So it's tough to get excited for it when we're doing shit like that. Uh closing out with Dynamite, we had three very good matches on Dynamite. Mox yeah. and Hangman, Danielson and Thatcher, and Samoa Joe and Darby Allen. Yo, TK, do not tell me that we're about to do this hot swapping the TNT title over and over again. I think we are. We're back at that. <laughs> so we'll talk about that first then. Samoa Joe and Darby Allen, no holds barred or whatever the fuck they like. The, there was no DQ, same thing, no holds barred. For the TNT championship, Dar- Darby Allen defending against Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe wins the match. He's the new TNT champion. Darby did not hold it very long. No. But after the match, we got a returning Wardlow, which, boy, if if I was Wardlow. You're going to say sup. sup. Wardlow with that new haircut without the pony t- or without the rat tail. Oh, boy. Sup, Wardlow. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think they're going to go towards Wardlow versus Samoa Joe at Revolution. Should be a good match. I I have to believe that Wardlow would win that match unless they're going to go with Samoa Joe as this uh, face of television thing and like continue that. Yeah, but then why do you ever take it off of him? I don't know. That's the thing. Their booking with with the main title is pretty consistently good, except that they gave it to CM Punk. Well, but, even even when they gave it to him, like the stories that they were telling were good. Yeah. It's just Punk was getting injured. Yeah, I mean, I don't even I, I fuck fuck punk. Yes, we don't. I, still, but I, like, in reality, I, I also we, still don't think that he should have taken it off of uh, off of hangman, the hangman or Mox hangman or Mox. And yeah, because that that whole uh, flop the title thing before he got injured again was stupid. Yeah, I agree. Um, I did see some plans for revolution, what they're doing. Have you heard about okay. this, Joe? No. Trios titles. I don't know if this is true or not. We will have to wait and see because we don't know yet. But I saw a rumor at Revolution that they are doing the Elite versus FTR and CM Punk. Ah, uh, okay. I'll believe it when I see it. I will I th- too. I think it was a rumor. So was The Rock. And that didn't come to fruition. And that didn't happen. <laughs> Hey, so was Nia Jax showing up at the uh, Royal Rumble, and we saw how that turned out. She was there. Yeah, she was unfortunately <laughs> there. Um, <sighs> oh, Nia Vax. But yeah, I, I getting into the 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 world title thing that you were talking about, though. Like they they are booking the MJF Danielson storyline pretty well, I think. With yeah, other other than the fact that it is almost the exact same as the the labors of Jericho thing. Yeah. But, but it's different because there's a title involved. Yeah, or, yeah. So I, 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 I still I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Regardless, and we're so we got Danielson versus Thatcher, Timothy Thatcher this week, who Joe texted well, I was me. Exci- I, I was excited about, but uh, the crowd wasn't. The crowd didn't know who the fuck he was. Or I will say that the about him. the announce team did did the best that they could, and I think they did a, a decent job of explaining who he was if you didn't know but like if you don't if you don't watch nxt 
Yeah, you're not going to know who he is. Or Pro Wrestling Noah, yeah, for that fact. But people who watch NXT should know who he is, you know? Yeah, he, he had that great series with uh, Tommaso. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Riddle. Ha- and Riddle, yep. The, with the fight pit matches. The fight pit. So, yeah. Um, And then now next week we're getting Danielson versus Roosh, which I don't see any reason why that wouldn't be good. No, it's Roosh, Roosh is like... I respect the shit out of Roosh. He will yeah. fight anybody anytime. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, but also we had this backstage thing with MJF and Takeshita going at it backstage, and they're facing off next week, which that should also be very good. I'm calm, pretty excited for Dynamite next week with that. Yeah, yeah that should be fun. Other than that, though... I guess the only other notable thing was Jade Cargill making it to 50 and 0. Good job. Yeah, good for her. That's that's pretty much it though. We didn't really yeah. talk about the first match between Mox and Hangman, but it, it was good. Mox bled as expected, but wild. No, I didn't expect it. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it was it was it was a good match and that was that was it, you know. Yeah, the story the story hasn't been that good. So like even though it was a, it was a great match, and so I, I actually did want to talk about one thing with that. Okay. So when uh, when Mox starts coming through the crowd to his to his wild thing entrance music, I'm like, yo, this dude's like this dude's walking behind him right now, like he's like like probably just going back to his seat, but he looks like he's part of the entrance. And then the announce team is like, and that's John Moxley's father, <laughs> accompanied him, by was, his dad. <laughs> I was like, oh, he is with them. Yeah, I don't. Were they were in Ohio, right? Were they in Cincinnati? No, they were in Dayton, so pretty close to. Yeah, okay, that's pretty close. Okay, um, so not in Cincinnati, which is why John Moxley was able to win. Yeah, because Dayton is not his hometown. Yeah, it's his home state, but you know, Ohio doesn't. That doesn't matter. Ohio's a big old state. Yeah, it's huge. It's the biggest state there is. Wow, tell that to. Alaska. No. Okay. Uh I don't have anything else though. Next week, uh obviously we've we've said Vengeance Day is this weekend, so we'll be talking about NXT Vengeance Day next week and we'll we'll get some Royal Rumble fallout on SmackDown when they have that tomorrow, so we'll be talking about that that next week and more build towards Elimination Chamber and possibly towards WrestleMania. So, pretty excited for that stuff. And yeah. uh, we'll also have the fallout from Vengeance Day as well. So we'll have Vengeance Day and the fallout from it. Nice. So, no retro this week. Absolutely. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT WrestlePod. We've been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan and Joe. And we'll catch you on down the road. <laughs>